This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, you made it. It is Friday here this morning on the Morning Drive. Good morning. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today as we come to you, as per usual, from the First United Bank studio and look forward to fielding your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Also, the uh, Visual Edge IT hotline, it is open as well at 806-771-0973. As Jeff mentioned, we'll have uh, baseball for you on the air tonight. Astros begin things after the break, playing at the Big A in Anaheim. We'll have it for you on 100.7 The Score at 8.05 tonight. Balls and strikes shortly thereafter. And then the Rangers uh, try to get back on the good positive winning side of things. They'll take on the Cleveland Guardians for the first of three tonight. 6.30 the broadcast time. They'll play Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon as well. And we'll have those games for you too. Well, a nice little... Quick trip to Arlington, a little zoom down, zoom back. What was your uh, what was your takeaway from Big Twelve Media Days? <clears throat> Did you learn anything? I don't know. It's uh, my takeaway. Um, I think there's extra excitement because there's new teams in the conference. Okay, there's my takeaway. Okay, you saw a little extra, saw a little extra buzz. Yeah, I think everybody's uh, seems to be excited about new teams. Okay. Something different. Okay, and did you did you get a little extra air of energy uh, about the Red Raiders from the from the general people that had kind of just got were there that were kind of just around, or is that just that energy just goes with Coach McGuire? Uh, I definitely think there's some energy with Coach McGuire. There's no question there. I, I mean, I didn't do a lot of chatting with the others, so I don't really know what yeah, the feelings were. Okay. I didn't know if you you didn't necessarily pull the. The throng that was there, did you? He probably didn't have a chance. It was it was a pretty quick trip. I, I probably could have if I wanted to. Okay. Yeah, just not my thing. Not the not the lack of desire. You know, sometimes maybe you should just take me with you just to just to be the polar for you, not to do anything other than just kind of just stand around and talk to people. That's really my skill set. Okay. You know, that's right. that, that's that's really that's really mm-hmm. what I'm best best at. Um, so anyway, quit uh, asking to leave your morning show host duties to go shake hands with people. Man, it's a that's a it's a harsh it's a harsh good morning to you too, Jeff McGuire. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Well, if he's gone mm-hmm. and you're gone, mm-hmm. who does that leave here? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's I'm sure there's you know as uh, Jerry Jones would say, there's 500 guys that can coach the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. I'm sure that there's. One or two that can lead this charge for a couple of days, right? But how many even do I like? <laughs> We're gonna get an interesting Jeff McGuire this morning. <laughs> we are, man. What? Did you get up on the wrong side of the bed, or do you just? You, I, I, or is it is it because you parked your truck in the wrong spot this morning? What's up I with didn't that? Park in the wrong spot. Yeah, you you never park in that spot. I park in that spot almost every afternoon when I come back. Okay, well you you you're parked in backwards today, and you're, I always you're, parking backwards. Always. Always? Okay. All right. Just, I am hardly <laughs> ever in a hurry to get here. 
Sometimes I'm in a hurry to leave. <laughs> in a hurry to leave. Well, and sometimes you get ushered out the door as well. Um, all right, so uh, we'll get uh, comments from Coach McGuire throughout the morning uh, this morning as uh, Big 12 Media Days came to a close. I guess, was there any big true headline where you kind of went, oh, wow, didn't see that coming? Was it Was it maybe the, the Mike Gundy statement about uh, Bedlam coming to an end and hey don't nope, don't he'd already said that yeah he didn't say anything new did okay. he no maybe it was just a little bit more um, <clears throat> clear and concise you know and just saying hey don't don't uh, point the finger at us you know point the finger at Oklahoma they're the ones that left yeah and that I mean that's what he's been saying for, yeah yeah no, it just seemed months. it just seemed like it was a little more Maybe he just was telling his his. Maybe he's just told that story so much that he he's got it down to where it's a nice, clean soundbite that's got some uh, gusto behind it. Okay. Yeah, I think he just keeps getting asked the question. Yeah, right. Because everybody knows it's a for those folks from Oklahoma. That's a mm-hmm. that's a hotbed topic. Yeah, hotbed topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a little bit of Jeff McGuire yesterday. Basically, he's already tired of that question about, you know, Oklahoma and Texas leaving. So I will not ask you that question today, Mr. McGuire. Which part? Well, uh, what do you think about uh, Oklahoma leaving? Or what do you think about Texas leaving? What do you think about them playing their last, you know, season in the Big 12? And what's the impact on the Big 12 because of that? And all the that narrative, so to speak. Okay. I mean, even though that's going to be a, mm-hmm. a story, so to speak. And one of us is already, he's already tired of it. So he's made that, made that quite clear yesterday. This okay. is a divorce where paperwork has been filed, <laughs> yeah, but you're still living together. Yeah, yeah. no, so it's, it's a, it's a long time. Yeah, you know, right. you know, you don't immediately move out of the house. Right. Yeah. It could have been, and it could have been longer. I mean, we could have mm-hmm. been going through this, you know, for another year, but, uh, but th- thankfully, thankfully not. Uh, sounds like the commissioner is still going to be aggressive with things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's good. Um, I think we Hax and I talked about this briefly yesterday. He said he asked me, "It's like okay, a year from now, do you th- what's the percentage of um, chance that new teams will be announced or added to the Big Twelve? And I told him seventy or better. Okay. How would you what, how would you respond to that? I think I would probably go lower. I'd probably go like fifty fifty at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think that's where where Jeff was as well. Um, I just I I guess what I wonder is I wait for that Pac-12 media deal to come out and for it to finally get resolved, and then for teams like Colorado or Arizona to go, okay, that's that's all we needed to know. Yeah. Now we have the information. Now we can make our decision. We've kind of packed our bags. We're ready to we're ready to leave. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what. And I'll be really curious to see the Pac-12's reaction to the ACC deal with the CW, which was announced last night, in which they're going to have, you know, 50 football games and a bunch of men's and women's basketball games, doubleheaders on Saturday, doubleheaders on Sunday. And and maybe maybe it's not that big a deal, because I don't know if there's any more money for the ACC or if this is just a shift from games from, you know, the ESPN family of network to you know, the CW to just offload some things? Or does this is this an increase of games that are being uh, televised? And, and is this an increase in potential money for those schools that have been complaining about 
not getting enough because they signed a long-term deal. At the very least, it's uh, more exposure, more games sure. on television, all that, which mm-hmm. is something that they want. Well, and the other thing, too, it's over-the-air stuff. So, you know, it gets them, it gets them on a nationwide channel. And mm-hmm. if somebody wants to watch, you know, a basketball game or a football game and they're living in Lubbock, um, then they would be able to watch, you know, you know Florida State and or Florida, yeah, Florida State and somebody play. Mm-hmm. You know, if if that was if that was what they wanted. So I don't know. Just it seems like that the the Pac-12 was trying to do a deal with the CW and they were kind of laughed at. Now the ACC does a deal with the CW and they're like, <clears throat> okay, well, this is a good deal. With the problem with the Pac-12 is the CW was going to be their main channel. Their only, yeah, right. Yeah, their main channel. Whereas here, it's just an additional it's piece. It's just an additional piece, right. right. Uh, 610 this morning, we're just getting started here on the morning drive. If you had a reaction to something that you observed or saw or read, listened to from Big 12 Media Days that stood out to you and you want to share or uh, give your opinion on that, we're all ears on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Visual Edge IT hotline. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We're almost halfway through this one. Here's Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1934 because the New York Times actually told us how long all time is. Okay. Seriously, they did. It's just a bit shy of 40 years, actually, because it was today in 34 they declared Babe Ruth's 700 home run mark would stand for all time. Oh, okay. Hmm. Didn't uh, quite so mm. work out for him, did it? They didn't know about steroids. Or Hank Aaron at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, 30, the, nah. the 40 years I was speaking of is Hank Aaron breaking the record. Hank got there first. As far as we know, he wasn't roiding. Who knows? No, I don't, think, I don't think that's ever been tagged with him. No, I don't <laughs> think so at all. 1951. Very first color telecast of a sporting event took place. Okay. Anybody want to guess what it was? Water polo. No. Soccer. No. Oddly enough, the polo was closer. Horse racing. Horse racing. Mm, That's a good one. 1964, Baltimore Orioles' Bob Johnson is his sixth straight hit as a pinch hitter. 1967, Astros' Eddie Matthews hits his 500th home run this off San Francisco Giant Juan Marshall. Marshall. That works, too. 1968, speaking of Hank Aaron from earlier, he hit his 500th home run today. Okay. 1987, Rookie of the Year Award in Major League Baseball is renamed in honor of Jackie Robinson. That's cool. 1988, Mike Schmidt passes Mickey Mantle with his 537th home run to move into seventh place on the all-time list. When he hit his 500th, Harry Callis gave the old Michael Jack Schmidt. I loved Harry Callis. Do you have a um, written into your script pause after you mention Mike Schmidt? Not this time. For Chuck to mention his middle name. Not this time. I have in the past, but not this time. He did that to me the other day, and I I unfortunately fell right into his trap on something. Was it Warren Moon? No, it was a pretty ball. It it was... um, (laughs) Which one was it? Uh, Huey Lewis's birthday. Huey Lewis's birthday. And and I put on there, uh, because Chris was reading it, 
I put on there, pause for Chuck to shell, tell his Huey Lewis in the news story. Oh, I don't know that one. With three uh, guards, too. He was the, oh, he, uh, that Jimmy Buffett closed for Huey Lewis yeah. when he went to go see Huey Lewis in the news and the Jimmy Buffett concert. That's a couple. That's a couple. That's, that's what I thought. Stars, but I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was mocked. You know. I don't. I've never. I don't remember ever hearing that story. I was mocked. Before. Do you know why we wait for the story? Why there's that little note there, Chuck? Why is that? Because it's a good story, oh, okay. and we don't want to interrupt you. Okay. I feel like I'm being. I feel like I was kind of being mocked there the other day. We're laughing with you, okay. not at you. <laughs> I'm like maybe a little at you, but it's also with you. <laughs> Uh, also in this day in 1995, LA Dodger Roman Martinez no hits the Florida Marlins seven to nothing. It is Nat Ramon. Ramon. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember a Ramon. Yeah, yeah, it's Ramon. You said Roman. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's National Grandmanier Day. It's a French uh, brand of liqueur. Best known product is their. Uh, uh, Cordon Rouge, which is an orange flavored liqueur, not one of my favorite ingredients to use. Probably out on that. Big happy birthday to the smartest guy on staff, Aaron Dickens. Aaron Dickens turns thirty nine today. Wow, our little boy's growing up. <laughs> happy birthday! He was pretty young when he started working here. I mean, he was a young man. Happy birthday to Conor McGregor, who's 35. Did he just get older or did he grow up? I don't know. Because, I mean, there's this, the three of us, I think we've just gotten older. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, think I've regressed. I, I think I've really regressed, well, yeah. actually. You think AD has actually grown up? Oh, yeah. Like he's us? a smart guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree with Jeff. I think he is the smartest guy. That doesn't mean you've grown up. Yeah. You I can know. be smart and be very immature all at the same time. Yeah. I know. He's the kind of guy that if he wanted to get a PhD, he could. Well, it seems to me like Gus has one. He does. Right? He does so has one. he would have to be the smartest guy. Mm. And there is no chance that you could be if you trying to tell me that Mike Gustafson has grown up. Oh no, there's no, no <laughs> He's not no, even close. Not even close. He's right mm -hmm. up our alley. <laughs> and would embrace the not growing up yes, aspect. Absolutely. Of it. Like, That's he wouldn't why we consider love that him. an insult. Right. That's why he fits with us. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fox, 57. Darrell Rivas, 38. Tim Hudson, 48. And Robin Ventura is 56. Okay. And uh, a little note. Don't believe everything you've seen in the movies. Because on this day in 1882, Johnny Ringo, the famous gunfighter gentleman, is found dead in Turkey Creek Canyon, Arizona. He was not involved in the infamous gunfight at the OK Corral, which mm. was depicted in the movie Tombstone. Uh, and they didn't put him in the movie either. But he did later challenge Doc Holliday, one of the survivors of the OK Corral, to a shootout. Holliday declined, and citizens disarmed both men. This is the part that they show in the movie where uh, Val Kilmer, where they actually do have the gunfight. Ringo's demise remains something of a mystery, though. It seems that he became despondent in 1882, perhaps because his family had treated him coldly when uh, he had early earlier visited them in San Jose. Witnesses reported that he began drinking even more heavily than usual, and on this day in 1882, he was found dead outside of Tombstone. He looked as if Ringo had shot himself in the head, and the official ruling was held that he committed suicide. Some believed, however, that he had been murdered either by a drinking friend or a young gambler named Johnny Behind the Deuce. 
To complicate matters further, Wyatt Earp later claimed that he had killed Ringo. Truth to this day remains a mystery. Mm-hmm. And that is the Stan Sports history. And that's the movie where I'm... Hell's you tell coming. him I'm coming. You, I'm coming and hell's coming with Hell's me. coming with me, yeah. You know, they used to play that all the time on the on Raidertron 5000, but seem to have gotten away from that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, man, I had a just an odd kind of, oh, man, getting old kind of moment. So the other day, Jeff was talking about in this day in sports history, uh, Bo Jackson hitting a home run in 1989, and that was – at that point in time, Vince Scully was on the air with Ronald Reagan, the former president. And so, for whatever reason, I was thinking last night, I go, hey, I wonder how old Vince Scully was when he did that game. Because, I mean, he was he did the Dodgers for years and years and years. So, I, I'm now of the because I thought Vince Scully was old that day when he did that game <laughs> with Ronald Reagan. And I am now the same age as Vince Scully was the day that he broadcast that game. He was 62. So now I know, well, hey, think, I think he was, I think Vince Scully was pretty young, right? <laughs> he was still pretty vibrant. <laughs> he still had color in his hair yes. in that game. The other thing uh, that struck me the other day, and I complimented you on this yesterday, Jamie, um, because you've been kind of a guy that has looked at Cal Ripken not with the same kind of revere as maybe others have. Um, well, no. Th- it's not that I'd look at Cal Ripken poorly. I, I just don't think as highly of the streak. As, okay. Yeah. But I mean, you you've not necessarily been his champion. Okay? No, that that's totally fair. So I didn't I didn't see this, uh, and I don't know if it happened in the pregame or at a point when I just wasn't paying attention, which is highly possible. Um, but apparently, it came out during the All Star game because he was in Seattle to present the Most Valuable Player Award because he had won it the last time it was in Seattle. That he really didn't think very highly of the act that Alex Rodriguez gave to him of letting him play shortstop. Um, in fact, he said he was, he used a word that I don't really like using. He was, but he was not happy because he didn't have his shortstop glove. He had a third baseman's glove and uh, he, he didn't cause they were reminiscing about that. And he kind of took it in a different direction. And I was like, well, what a jerk. Cause a rod, for all his warts, you know, was a young guy. He was 25 years old. He was just trying to, he was trying to tip his hat to Cal Ripken, and uh, and Ripken kind of poo pooed. World, why would he be upset about that? I, I know, right? That's exactly what that's exactly what we talked about. That's exactly what we talked about. Why would he be? Yeah. Why would he be upset about and, that? And I have all the respect in the world for a guy who shows up to play every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, but as we know, you you play better you the body needs rest sometimes sure Sure. and him continuing the streak as long as he continued the streak was not beneficial to his team yeah and that's why i mean again i respect a because some guys don't they got the oh my toenail hurts and they want to bail right they want to pretend they're hurt they want to act hurt whatever so I, I respect Ripken that he wanted to play every day, but again, it didn't. Be, it wasn't the best thing for his team. Right, right. You know, but right. Ripken wanted that streak to continue. But it's just like, man, why? Why would you? Why would you even say that out loud? Even, yeah, even, even if you felt that way, man, why just, would you? Say, why would you just say, "Hey, a Rod, man, that was really a great gesture. I really appreciated that. I've never forgotten that that you gave that up for me." Ego. 
your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Robert says, JL, nice to have you back. Thank you, Robert. Is it nice to be back? It's good to be back. <laughs> okay. Good to spend a couple nights at the house. Uh, I'm sure you and 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 Hacks had a good time yesterday. We had a good time yesterday. Yeah, I I don't know that uh, it's not very often you do a show with a superstar like that. So I'm sure you were. Yeah, you were excited. Oh yeah, I was in awe. You know, just Mm -hmm. you know the whole Haxton experience. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, he was, but he didn't give us any audios from Chachos or anything like that. He, he didn't even he didn't at the know, end of the show. You could, no, could I should have got out of him. I should, I should have, I should have, I should have asked him to do that. But no, we, yeah, we had we had a good visit. Good. We, had, we had a good visit for you know three hours. Did did what we needed to do, and then he picked up his stuff and left. I think he enjoyed having the the rest of the day off. Well, good. So I don't know how much he enjoyed getting up, <clears throat> being here at six oh two, but. I think he was uh, excited. He made it. He was. I was. <laughs> was there? Was there a question? Uh, a little bit of concern. <laughs> okay, a little bit. Of concern. Yeah, he, he he bolted through the door just just like uh, like he was coming in for his nine o'clock shift. Yeah. So yeah, so he was awesome. He was he was good to go. He was good to go. So yeah, so we've had a number of folks that have sat in that chair. Does your chair feel okay? I mean, nobody got it out of out of wonk or it's anything. Great. Okay, all right. I'll make sure that you're. Want to make sure that you're comfortable. Show's on track, so okay. I, I mean, I appreciate everyone's efforts. Yeah, keeping okay. you in line, Mr. Hines. And that's a full time, mm-hmm. full time job, as uh, the lucky lady will will tell you about. Uh, so, speak, oh, Laura. Speaking of uh, the preseason and the discussion that's gone on, not only on this this show but other shows and just around town, various barbershops, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, here is uh, Coach Joy McGuire on how they handle as a team, that preseason hype. You know, you will talk about it. I, I've got a pretty good little video. I think I'm a PowerPoint guru. Um, and so I've got a pretty good little vi- video on PowerPoint that I'm going to show whenever we report to camp. Uh, right now, man, we're just grinding. You know, we've got to be, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. <clears throat> we had some times the other day that were absolutely ridiculous on our GPS units, trying to get our max velocity to going into camp to kind of see how we're practicing. I mean, 16 of our 18 receivers were 20-plus miles per hour. We had uh, 18 of our 20 DBs that were 20-plus miles per hour. Um, shoot, I think four or five of our tight ends, you know, were 19, 20 miles per hour. So we're a faster team. We're a bigger team. And so right now it's like, hey, put your head down and, and let's just grind this summer out. Uh, they'll get a little break, and then we'll come back into camp. And that's where we really start talking more and more about the expectations of what uh, what's going to happen this year. And, you know, I embrace it. Uh, I said the other day to somebody, I would rather be on this end to where people expect for you to win games than the other end, um, you know, to where nobody's talking about you. Because I I really don't believe you sneak up on anybody. You know, um, what you put on tape is who you are. And good football teams put good things on tape. And so, you know, people, you're not going to sneak up on people. And so if you are, they're not very prepared anyway. And so um, we understand that there's expectations. We're going to embrace them. That's uh, Joy McGuire. I think uh, the thing that the one thing that stood out to me right away was like, man, I want to see that PowerPoint presentation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see the the hype video that he shows the team. 
packed. That'd be pretty awesome. Thing that stood out to me was the uh, what did he say? The GPS machine machines yeah. that are basically, I guess, how fast they guys the guys run. Right. That right. was entertaining. That to was me. entertaining. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That that stood out <clears throat> stood out as well. But yeah, that's on brand for both of you guys. Jamie's interested in what's going on with the actual athletes and their athletic ability, and Chuck is interested in a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, well, that's why there's variety on this show, you know. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, that was a variety of knuckleheads. A variety of knuckleheads. Uh, another little tidbit that I thought was really interesting. He was, I think he was, he was talking with you guys about the new coaches uh, and how well he knows each one. But the fact that Gus Malzahn's mom was a teacher at Cedar Hill was just fascinating to me fascinating yeah it was fascinating to me it's like well no how crazy is that you know it's like you know then you kind of wonder well why didn't Gus Malzahn get more of Cedar Hills players if his mom's in there teaching unless of course she's giving bad grades but maybe maybe Sonny Malzahn is telling mama hey you know that big six six three hundred and seventy pound lineman you got in your class oh oh Gussie he He's just not a very good student. He doesn't come in on time, so I, I just can't give him the grades that he he thinks that he deserves or that you want him to have. I would go more with, hey, you know that guy that's committed to Texas? Yeah, <laughs> fail him. <laughs> fail him. Hey, mom, fail him. Fail him, and we'll yeah, we'll take him. We'll take him at Auburn yeah. or where, wherever yeah. he is. Now he's yeah. at UCF, obviously. Um. Anyway, that I thought that was I did I thought I thought that was fascinating. Like, what a great. What a great little tidbit there. Mm-hmm. When you when you play UCF, you know, and Joey McGuire shared the lunchroom duties with Gus Malzahn's mom, you know, police in the lunchroom. <laughs> That'll be the narrative that will spread. Okay? <laughs> Maybe not. So when Joey McGuire talks about Gus Malzahn's mom, it's not offensive. No, Usually when uh, you're talking about a guy's mom, it's you no, know, huh, offensive, huh. but not in this situation. No, 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 yeah. no, not at all. Uh, here's uh, here's something. I I don't think I've heard this uh, portion of what he had to say, but uh, Coach McGuire was asked if he thinks that Texas Tech can be a Big 12 flagship school. I, I do think um, in 2024 there's an opportunity uh, for some teams uh, to take a huge step in this conference um, it's going to start this year with what we do but whenever you have an administration and an alumni base that is behind a university like uh, they are at texas tech you do have that opportunity i mean we have a 219 million dollar project going on right now we'll have as good facility facilities as anybody in the country um, you know we have a very healthy locker room um, we have uh, a group of guys that believe in each other and so I, I, I feel like we're in a really good spot um, I can't wait to get into Big 12 play and and uh, kind of like last year you know there's going to be a lot of really good games and, and we're excited to be a part of them yeah I think he's right I, I think uh, I think that you know there is going to be an opportunity on the floor for somebody to step up and, and maybe it's multiple schools and maybe it's Maybe it, it's an ebb and flow uh, with different sports, too. Um, not that, you know, Oklahoma and Texas have just been, you know, the headline grabber for every sport out there because they really haven't. Especially in football with Texas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought it was a really odd question. Okay. To be honest with you. I mean, do you think you can be a 
what, flagship school in the Big 12 Conference? I, I mean, what, what do you ex expect a coach to say there? I don't, you know, I think we'll we'll probably max out middle of the pack. I don't really think that we're a team that can can compete in this conference. I mean, what wh what do you expect? Well, I know. I mean, he's got to say something positive, right? Yeah, yeah. And everything he said, I'm I'm fine with. It's just a really odd question. Yeah, I mean, and there's you know, every it, one of those coaches should say exactly what something very similar to what Joey McGuire yeah. said there. Yeah, sure. We we feel like we have a you know great facilities, great. School, mm -hmm. great support from our administration and uh, we feel like a, we're a program on the rise and you know this is uh, an opportunity for all of us really there, he's he's not just one i mean he's 12 schools have an opportunity to step absolutely forward, right yeah, absolutely uh, yes they all, do. all the above mm -hmm. so i mean it's just a really odd question yeah no I, I that's you're you're probably right on that but but you could you could say and sometimes in those settings there, there's a lot of odd questions where you're like well what do you expect him to say uh we're gonna suck this year Right. <laughs> you know, I did. Th I did think the question that you guys asked him that I think you asked him specifically about is the fan support of the, the, the base of the fan. Has it really exceeded what he thought? And I, I thought he was very honest and candid about. Sure. Yeah, it really was. It really is. Yeah, I think he's usually pretty candid, pretty yeah. candid with his answers. There's some. There were some questionable things about the quarterback position going on last year that I don't think he was 100% candid. But, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. But he's, he's also kind of trying to kind of protect himself a little bit there, too. Uh, 725, Jamie's got a question for uh, you and me and Jeff and anybody else that wants to weigh in. Like if you're, you know, kind of stumbling through the house going, whoa, what was that question? We'll, we'll give it to you next, and you can comment if you'd like on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or – the Visual Edge IT Hotline. It's all coming up here this morning on the Morning Drive, and that is next, the question of the day. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, my question for you today, we're going Red Raider football. Mm -hmm. Okay, I would like, I'm going to give you the chance to have, you can have one, two answers in this question. Okay. But I want to know of an under-the-radar guy mm. on this Red Raider football team mm. that you're really excited about this year. An under-the-radar guy that I'm really excited about this year. Okay. Let's see what we can... Let's see what we can come up with here. Because when you when you say under-the-radar, are you saying maybe somebody that... Well, um, it's, it's not one of the guys that we're talking about all the time. It's not... Right. It's not one of the guys you saw at Big 12 Media Day. Sure, sure. It's not Tyler it's, Shuck. It's not one of the guys everybody's saying, well, that guy's going to be first team all-conference. And, and it could be it could be somebody that you go, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe he's been there. Maybe he's been there before. Because when I, when I look at the Texas Tech roster, you know, you're going to say, well, he's really not under the radar, but he's not been – He's been thought to be a guy that would be on the radar a lot, but I might I might throw out the name Miles Price to you. Okay. I mean, I realize that he's really not under the radar, but you know, he's 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 not maybe and coming into last season I think we all thought he had the potential yeah, to be a right. big twelve all conference kind of player. Right. And had a pretty disappointing season. Yeah. So as injuries really factored in. 
Yeah, so so still, when, still had a good. I, I shouldn't say a really disappointing season. Just didn't meet the expectations because I still thought it was a solid season. Yeah, he's but I mean, still one of your better receivers. But I mean, he's a guy that he is a guy that potentially, if if things go well for him, he could be a guy that really blossoms when you when you think about it. If, if the protection up front is there and and all those kind all those kinds of things, Jeff, do you have somebody that just comes to your mind? First guy I thought of was JJ Sparkman, and okay. I it that kind of feels like it's cheating because we know who he is, kind of like Chuck said. But I wouldn't call him a, a main. I would definitely call him under the radar. I mean, when you list off the mm-hmm. the, the wide receivers that mm-hmm. you think, okay, th- these are the guys that um, you know are going to be the stars for the Red Raiders this year. I would I would guess you'd get to I don't know five or six deep before you mention JJ Sparkman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say he's under the radar. I, I just he, we've seen so many flashes from him, mm-hmm. but not consistency in those flashes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's had some really good games for you, where he's been a, a key cog and then disappeared for two or three games. Maybe some consistency at quarterback if you can keep Tyler Shuck healthy and your offensive line improving. So that opens up some things in uh, with your tight ends and opens up him, so he's not double uh, covered the way he's been covered up to this point when he's gotten in games i think that could be a, a good year for him coming up maybe here's a here's a guy that i mean now that's it, a lot of ifs and buts and candies and nuts and yeah we'll have a merry christmas but. yeah here's another guy that i mean you, it's hard to measure because he's an offensive lineman but and maybe you only know if if tyler shucks on his back so to speak or there's there's constant pressure but you know how about a guy like cole spencer yeah Every one of them, you on offensive linemen, I would say, are under the radar. Okay. Okay. okay, I mean, I think we all have really high expectations for both Spencer and mm. Stats. Yeah. Unless okay. your name is Larry Allen, you're an underrated offensive. Yeah, line. I mean, you're an offensive lineman. Okay. So I think that's. I'll go with two guys that both of mine are on defense and really both are defense. I don't know why I went that route. Uh, defense, and I think both of them basically play the same position. And and uh, I'm going to go with Miles Cole and Joseph Adetere. Okay. I think um, just the way Cole played in the bowl game, uh, it just looks like that dude has a ton, ton of athletic ability, and I'm excited to see what he can do. And then it just felt like Joseph Adetere was just on this path where he just got better and better and better and better and better and better and better as the season went along. And so I feel like, um, you know, when, when you hear Coach – mcguire yesterday talk about how he thinks they could be better yes. getting after the quarterback and mm-hmm. better along the defensive line and all that uh this season than they were last year when you had a top 10 pick uh along your defensive line and he's gone uh, i think those two guys are two guys that are going to have to step up if you're going to be anywhere near that so um I, those are two guys that all off season i've been excited about feeling like hey if they take the next step and they're going to be good players for us. And, you know, to hear Coach McGuire say that yesterday about the defensive line and um, just the depth as far as being able to get to the quarterback and stop the run and all that, I, I'm i I'm definitely – it's probably made me even a little more excited. Well, were you giddy, maybe? No. <clears throat> giddy. No giddy. How about in, – in, in a different way, but Bryce Ramirez coming back from his injury last year. Mm-hmm. It's just an awesome story. Like, just yeah. – Excited for him coming back, sure, and, and being able to come back. But, but it doesn't Wilson. sound like he's just going to come back, right? It sounds like it sounds like he's going to be one of their key defensive players, big contributor, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how about here's a here's a, a guy that is maybe under the radar coming in and could be very much on the radar 
What about your kicker, Gino Garcia? Um. Okay. I mean, he's a kicker because you so, don't. Yeah, he's but, under the radar. But you don't. I mean, you don't know anything about him. I mean, you, you've seen him kick off. Uh, he's he didn't, you know, win a competition against Trey Wolf for the mm-hmm. field goal kicker. Um, but um, that just uh, that's just a, a thought that was in my mind. He's number ninety nine, by the way. If you were wondering, yeah, we saw him. Okay, I know yeah. you saw him some last yeah. year. He kicked off and yeah. had a couple of. Had a couple of extra points yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been on the team. Yes. <laughs> uh, somebody asked this. Could uh, X Xavier White be considered under the radar? He's been big yeah. for you at times, but I feel coming into this season, he's kind of been a forgotten piece. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a really good answer. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I think he, he could be a, a – I mean, even – you know, you feel like he's probably going to play the same position <clears throat> with a, in the slot like uh, a, a Dre McRae is. And we've talked a lot about Dre McRae and the excitement of bringing in the new guy. But, I mean, White's been really good in that spot, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, Plus he's got an approved nickname, X, you know. Plus that. That's <laughs> also a thing. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I, I'm... I think that we could see see a big season from Xavier White. Uh, somebody says uh, Joseph A is who I thought of too, Jamie, and he's as good as he was last year. He was only a freshman. I know. And yeah. and I and PJ says it's possible they redshirt a data ray this year. I don't think so. Why would you do that? They're going to need him. Unless there's an injury, that would be shocking. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, especially with the way that Coach McGuire talked about him yesterday. So. Yeah, that would be shock of all shock. He's very much on Coach McGuire's radar. It, it, the age of the red shirt is almost dead. I mean, it's yes. not dead, but yeah. it's almost dead. Yeah, yeah. That I, could. I, I think there there are some guys, but yeah, just not. A lot. You're not putting. You're not bringing a freshman in to red shirt him now and hope and he's that he sticks around for a year. He's no, a but like more. Yeah. When we think of the traditional freshman red shirt. You you come in, you work out for a year, and then you start your four years with the transfer portal. You've got to get if you guys if you think he can play, you need to get him in a game and and get him going for you. Well, so your thought you're, process there with with a data ray would be that you have so many guys at his spot and he's not beating them out that you would redshirt him. I don't I don't yeah, know man, I don't know what the thought is there. All that. Well, especially again, especially with the way that Coach McGuire talked about him yesterday. Um, yeah. You know. It's hard to he talks about a lot of players, so to say that he's a coach that doesn't talk about a lot of players, that's not necessarily true. I mean, there's some coaches that don't like to single out players, mm-hmm. you know, in some sports. It's just the the individual coach's philosophy. But I Coach Tadlock is definitely that way. Yeah. And you know, I don't necessarily get that feel from Coach McGuire. If you know, if you ask him about a player, if you ask him about a position, general generally speaking, he's gonna talk about that particular player or that particular mm-hmm. position. And there have been other football coaches that have been reluctant to talk about specific players, um, but he's not in that vein. 7.40 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
would have been more news if they hadn't participated. Eh, we're just not interested. We're gonna, <laughs> just, we're gonna, we're just gonna, we're just gonna focus on what we've we don't want to just talk about Texas. We're, we're just gonna focus on on what we've got here. We're gonna worry about us, uh, and so we pass, pass on Big Twelve. If I have a feeling if you were the head coach of the football team, that might, that might be something. Like, nah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're it's good. in the OC and DC. We're good. Okay, so I'm gonna conversation that Joyce and I had in the car on the way home yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to see if you're going to agree with my take. Okay? okay, This is all me wondering. I have no knowledge of this situation whatsoever. Okay, This is all me wondering. Okay. Okay. And so, just in small talk yesterday, Joyce said to Jerome Bradley, hey, did you guys get to fly the nice private jet over here? And he said, no, we went commercial. Okay. And so just there was nothing more said about it or whatever. And so in the car, it said to choice, I was like, oh, that was kind of surprising. Come to find out they did fly home on private. private, Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, let me, let me put, let me throw this at you, choice. Okay. Knowing Joey McGuire, like we know coach mcguire and as far as how terrific of a job he does just promoting his program and putting his program in a positive light okay you take five just great young men okay um and put them on a commercial flight i assume coach mcguire was with him i have no idea Mm -hmm. i assume the sports information guys were with him as well i have no idea okay but, like, if you want to, like, show your football team, like, to the to fans of, of Texas Tech, the people of Lubbock, whatever, you put those guys on a commercial flight, and they, you know, they have to sit at the, at the uh, um, airport. You know, they have, to, they have to go through security mm-hmm. and all the above. And so they're mingling, and they're around the, you know, the, us common folk, right? Yeah. And they're as good a young man as you've got, right? These are the, you know, five guys that Top we're of the choosing heat. Yeah. to represent mm-hmm. us. And they speak well, and they're polite, and they're, um, you know, they're dressed well and all the above. I think it's, I have no idea if it's why Joey McGuire does it, but I think it's a genius move. Okay? Put those guys around tech fans. Put them, you know, sitting on the airplane with them or sitting in the airport with them and seeing how they act and see that they're hmm. respectable young men. And you think, man, and, and if you're just casual fan who maybe doesn't have season tickets or hardly sure. ever goes to a game, you're sure. like, man, that's, those, those are a bunch of nice young men. So you okay. think that was a calculated I have no idea. What I have choice, no clue. What did Choice think about it? He thought my theory maybe made some sense, okay? But, like, I think it's... It, it just seems really smart to me because I just I just know let's say let's say I don't ever go to Lady Raider basketball games. Let's say I don't go to Lady Raider basketball games. Mm-hmm. But I go sit on a flight next to one of their top notch players who is a good player right. and is a, a great young lady who's mm-hmm. fun to talk to and engaging and all the above. And I'm like, Psh, I want to go root for Susie Smith. Yeah, I want to go watch her play. I wonder, hmm. I wonder if she's a good player. I want, I want to go watch her play. And so, not that, that people don't know who these guys are, but I think they're great representatives of the university. You get them talking to people, and people are like, 
man, those those are good guys. Coach McGuire, he's got a bunch of good young men over there. You know, that's a team I, I want to root for. That's those are that's a team I want to go watch or whatever. I I don't know if you're pulling in a bunch of fans with that, but like even just the thought of well, he doesn't treat these guys like they can. You know, they they're special or whatever. They have to do just like the rest of us do. I think to me, I was like, that's a smart move in my opinion to put them the 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 top of the heap with some of the fans sitting on planes, seeing how they act, seeing that they're engaging, seeing that they're polite young men, seeing that they can carry on a conversation, um, that they look well and represent the university well. Again, I have no knowledge of that, but I thought it was really smart. Okay. I, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if they – I don't know if it was simply, hey, we got five guys here. We've got these two or three camera people. We've got a couple of sports information people. We don't have a big enough plane to fly private going, but we can we can fly them private coming back. Could be completely that would be, could be that completely would, accurate. That'd be that would be my guess. Is okay. that you had you had too many you had too many people going in one direction. It's like it was just easier to take the players and the support staff, put them on a commercial, and then fly the fly the players home with the head coach. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what. And I, my my bet is if they'd had three players there, just three. Then you would have said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go private." Meet, meet us out of Lubbock, Carol. No, no, I don't. So. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, and it, it makes sense. I just feel like it's the maybe, and so maybe I'm saying like maybe it's not done on purpose, but I think it's a time added bonus. Oh yeah, no, I mean because I've seen a number of people post things from time to time to support what you were saying. I've seen people a number of times supporting, hey, I was on a flight with Joey McGuire. Hey, I was on a, I met Tim Tadlock at the airport. Hey, I, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So, or, 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 or X player. Yeah. N- not, not an X player, but I mean, fill in the blank player. Sure. You sure. know, he, I was on a flight with him home from Dallas or her from Dallas to, to support what you're saying. So I, I do think that's, whether that's an intended or unintended consequence, I'm sure Joey McGuire knows. He's been out. He's been the face of basically the whole athletic department for the last year and a half, and he knows that wherever he goes, they're going to know who he is. Sure, and I just think he put out really good representatives of his program. Sure, and I think there's that's an added bonus to having those guys fly commercial in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I yeah. I think there's I think there's a lot of a lot of truth. Mm-hmm. There's some truth in that. Yeah, so. but you're probably right. It, you're probably right that it was just the availability of a plane or and whatever, too, and too many, too many people going, and then well, on the way, weren't they all coming back? Well, but on the way back, they could, they could, you know, highlight those guys a little bit and say, "Hey, we're going to get you guys back real fast because we got, we got practice, or we got weights." So or they, gonna... you're saying they're suggesting they sent the sports information directors back on a commercial flight? Absolutely, <laughs> and the support staff. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm suggesting. Now I really want to know. Okay. That's exactly that's exactly what I'm suggesting. And, and I think those guys understand that. I mean, they know they know they know their their role. Oh, the Lady Raiders would never do that to you, Chuck Hines. Oh. They would be like, oh, Chuck Hines, front of the bus. No way we're <laughs> leaving him on some commercial flight." Well, I hope not. But, you know, we we flew commercial back uh from Florida one year cuz the was around Ooh, Christmas time. That must have been tough for you guys. It was. It was the most interesting thing about that was the the, the the most interesting thing about that flight was there's a um 
there's a referee in the Big 12, okay, that that uh, is not always been kind to, uh, it seems like, does not always been kind to Texas Tech women's basketball. You feel like that you always, you're never going to get a call when he's, when he's the official. And unfortunately, this guy and my brother know each other because this guy uh, lived in Kansas City for a long time and he and my brother had mutual friends and they would just play golf occasionally, okay? So he always comes over to say hi to me when um, when he's in town or when we're on the road. But truth be told, women's hoops would just soon he not be an official in any of our games. And he was on our flight coming back from Florida. And it was awkward because I think he had teed up Coach Gerlich at least once uh, and had called some fouls that really didn't go our way. And here he was on our flight. And that was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so what we learned there is Coach Gerlich doesn't like Chuck's friends. <laughs> Just one. He's not my friend. He's my brother's <laughs> acquaintance, not my friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Somebody says this. I would pay good money to see the Lady Raiders do that to Chuck. No, they. I mean, they're in that small group of people that like me. Everybody likes you, Chuck. About everybody. Small group. Everybody. <laughs> I don't know about We never got to Coach McGuire. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. I did I'm not so, I was I was not chatting with him uh, on the flight. I just yeah. kind of I just kind of ignored. I, I apologize for getting you away from sports with my crazy theory. Oh no, no. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all good. I mean I did a, a chuck there. It's all good. No, it's 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 all it's all fine. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.